What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent penny movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Friday, December 15th, 2023, and today we're reviewing, to the best of my knowledge, the first foreign film in Within the Lines history. We've talked a lot about Parasite. We've never done an official review. For, it's the first non-English foreign film. What am I missing? Um, the, the, weird, the weird I don't want to be your friend no more movie. That's a foreign film. Irish. Oh, The Banshees of Initiative. Yeah, that one. That was made in... Oh, I'll be damned. The first foreign, non-English speaking film, Godzilla Minus One. This wasn't something that was on our radar. It wasn't on our schedule. Heck, I didn't even know it was out until it was out. Yeah. But the reviews were raving, and my rule of thumb is if the film saw, if the film snobs love a Godzilla movie, it's probably a pretty dang good movie. So we made sure to review this tie. We went our separate ways. We saw it. I wish we saw it together. I'll tell you why after the intro. And uh, I'm really excited to talk about this film and uh, talk about a Godzilla movie that's worth talking about because, uh, spoiler alert, Godzilla vs. Kong wasn't as good as this. You don't have to give a spoiler alert. All spoilers are withstanding and roll over. Spoiler alert, oh, my score is, is better. better than Godzilla vs. Kong. Got it. Yeah. For the long time within the lines, listeners, they know exactly what I gave that movie. It's true, if you have a great memory. I'm excited, though. It's a great film. Uh, I'm excited to talk about it with you, Ty. Can't wait. Let's get into the show. 60% of the time, it works every time. What? We just become best friends. Yup. I don't feel so good. Smash! I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes. A Japanese World War II pilot abandons his mission and lands on a remote island. But while there, he comes face to face with Godzilla and watches as he destroys everything in his path. After the war, the pilot attempts to move on with his life, but crosses paths with a destructurous monster once again and is forced to try and defeat him or lose everything he cares about. You talk so quiet in your synopsis, Ty. If it's, I could, It's because make... I lock into a certain type of voice. If I can make construction... Constructive criticism. Can you just talk a little bit louder in your synopsis? A Japanese. <laughs> Godzilla. Should, oh, dude, should I like cover my hand on the mic and do it like an old-time radio broadcaster? Sure. I'll do that on the next synopsis. You'll 100% forget. There's not a doubt in my mind. I've never been more confident in something, though. Godzilla minus one. Japanese-made Godzilla film. 2023 Japanese epic kaiju film. Written. Directed. And visual effects done by Takashi Yamazaki, who also has done um, some other films. I haven't heard of any of them. I was hoping I'd hear one of them. Uh, Parasite Part 1. 
Japanese Parasite in 2014. Oh, different movie, spelled different, completely different story too. Um, look, I'm I'm not a huge Godzilla guy, but I kind of am a Godzilla guy. In like, what way? Explain that deeper. I'm a th- I'm a theoretical Godzilla guy. Okay, because like every time I think about a Godzilla movie, I get hyped. I get amped. It's like you with the angel season. You know, I'm like, dang, if this done right, God, this movie can be so good. Godzilla is just an epic monster. It's like a doomsday movie, but like with a monster. Yeah. And like, I don't really like doomsday movies, but I do like them. Like they make you feel uncomfortable, but almost in a good way. And, okay. Oh, remind me of that. Continue. I just like, but every time they make them, they're like disappointing because there's always too many humans in them. And the story but you can do it with too many humans. And the story of all the American-made ones is always like the American government needs to stop Godzilla. Yeah. And then in the newer ones, Godzilla somehow becomes a good guy. He does. Yeah. Um, who would have thought that a giant prehistoric reptilian creature could have morals? I mean the creator of the last Godzilla movie. <laughs> so I always am like hyped up about Godzilla movies and they always make damn good trailers. Yeah. I still remember the one from I think it was the 2014 Godzilla where they had the flares and they jumped out of the plane. It was like, wow, this is going to be sick. Mm-hmm. And it's just never as good as you think it should be. So that that's where I'm at with Godzilla. Yeah. I always get very excited and then disappointed, which I was very excited for this. And I'll just say Ty, Not disappointed. Not disappointed. And in the most remarkably shocking thing of all time, and it's what everyone said about this movie, the criticism has always been there's too much like people stuff in a Godzilla movie. Yeah. So they just said, you know what? We're going to do more people stuff, and you're going to fucking love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, if it's done right, it can it can be done. Because you can't just have a movie with Godzilla running around destroying everything. Like That's never going to work. Has but. it ever happened? Or we could test that. <laughs> Someone could make that movie. I don't know. Maybe we need to call our resident Godzilla expert, Ben McDonald, yeah. um, which I have more from him later in the podcast. And if he's listening to this, he's going to be pretty upset. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> What's that? Why is he upset? You'll know once we get there. Oh, no. 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, though, both audience and critic. Yeah. I think this has to be – I mean, I haven't seen a lot of foreign films. I'm going to be honest with you, Ty, this year. But it's my favorite to win Best Foreign Film at the Oscars this year. Yeah. Uh, definitely should at least be nominated. Wouldn't be wouldn't mind if Godzilla himself gets a best supporting actor role. Mm. Um, he did great. Nod. Limited screen time, but he did great in this film. <laughs> but one thing I wanted to talk about, we always talk about before we jump into the scale. We always talk about our movie theater experience. I yes. always ask you, how'd you do at Civic Tie? Yeah. And how how did you do at Civic Tie? I went to Jess Ranch. Okay, great. Did you yeah. get a free ticket? No, I didn't. Great. What's up with your Jess Ranch tenure here recently? Uh, the showing was five minutes earlier, so I was like, oh, I'll get home sooner realistically the drive's five minutes longer so it was was the same time and they have more trailers yeah they do they definitely do jess ranch has 30 minutes of trailers there's the other thing though is last time we went to civic that popcorn was terrible (laughs) i had no issues with cinemark popcorn finished the whole small bag our popcorn was pretty bad but i still ate it all because i have no self-control when it comes to movie theater popcorn obviously a movie wasn't starting when we got there we got there as movie was at 7 30 I'm perfect. I, I, my goal is to always get in there five minutes after the time because that's usually right when the movie starts. Okay. We get in there at 7.35, blank screen. We sit there for like five minutes, and Riley's like, I'm going to go say something. Yeah. She goes and says something, starts, no previews, nothing. It was like, all right, that's fine. They just literally forgot to turn it on. Whatever. I, I love that. It happens. Just one guy was out back taking a smoke break. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I wish you were there because 
you have the guts to say something Ooh, to people yeah. when they are being disruptive in a movie theater environment. Yes, very much so. Um, I like to pretend that I have the gall to do it, but I'm just too much of a people pleaser. Yeah. Uh, I hate confrontation. And if I'm getting deep here, some deep reflective stuff, mm-hmm. like I can get pretty mad easy and I might black out and I don't know what's going to be said or done. Oh, I'm not saying I'd beat anyone up, but like, okay. I don't well, you know. You said I, like problematic things? No, just oh. like I could just see myself like getting myself kicked out, not for doing anything aggressive or illegal, but just like Making once you get me going yeah. and I get in an argument with someone, I'm not going to stop. Okay. But then I might. I don't know. I just don't like confrontation. <laughs> and this couple, I'm guessing it was their first date. Probably a little bit younger than us. I would guess like 19, 18, maybe even under 18. Okay. Which, I mean, it was 7.30 on a school night. So, I don't know. If you're still in high school, maybe have your priorities and do your homework. Oh. Senior. Graduation's coming up. Come on. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, no, they were probably like 19, 20. I'm guessing it was a first date because of how much these people freaking talked. That's wild. And it started before when the screen was off and they were chatting really loud and a lot. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. They're waiting for the movie. And it is what it is. It'll stop. It didn't stop, Ty. Oh, no. And let me say, the, the conversations before the movie, it started deep. The gentleman was talking about his his problems with his mother and how when he wow. was a child, and I didn't hear the details, but when he was a child, he would just accept it from his mother. I'm guessing some sort of abuse or some sort of yeah. whatever. But as he's grown into an adult, he said, so he is an adult, okay. he's learned to be more stern with her and oh. all stuff. So I don't know if she's like emotionally manipulative, yeah. something. I don't know. Okay. And like deep conversations. Then the movie starts or they, the Dolby thing starts and they're still talking. And I'm just like, gee, many crickets. Mm-hmm. And for the most part of the movie, maybe like the first hour, hour and a half, it was fine. They would say a few things here and there. I'd hear them whisper, but it, they were trying to be quiet, whatever. And I was like feeling – I was feeling okay. Okay. It all changed when, spoiler alert, the female lead in this dies, quote unquote dies. Mm. Uh, that's when the chit-chatting just – took up a notch, took up a, a decibel. And uh, the first thing I heard was – actually, Riley heard this, so shout-out to my beautiful fiance Riley – is when that female character, quote-unquote, died, the male behind us said, I'm crying right now because I am emotionally intelligent. Real words out of his mouth. Yeah, that's something normal people say. Talking as loud as us. So that's why I'm like, first date, he was trying to impress her. Yeah. And then the whole rest of the movie, man. <laughs> Who the fuck says that? <laughs> The whole rest of the movie, talking a lot, just chatting a lot, yeah, all this stuff. You're not fucking intelligent, are you, bud? And, like, some of it about the movie, some of it not about the movie. And I was just, like, sighing really loudly and, like, less loudly trying to go, shh, but not doing it. And, like, it, they were so loud, man. And I just – I the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, I wish Tyler was here because Tyler would have got up and he would have turned around. He probably would have flashed his flashlight on them and then no, sat back do down. That. Or done something like that. It's it's a real quick. Hey, can you guys keep it down? That's how it's it's always that that works ninety five percent of the time. I've only ever once had to like repeat. Hey, shut the fuck up. I should have tattled. I should have just went and got an employee and brought him in, and then like not even like you should have stood there as the employee went and did <laughs> something and just like stood on the side waiting to see what happened. And like, I think I have, I have self diagnosed OCD. Okay. Uh, I, I obsess over certain things. I have a dash rattle in my car. I obsess over it. If I hear it, I obsess over it. It's all I can hear. Uh, we got to get you louder speakers. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'll obsess over certain things, and when it is a a film in a different language, and you have to read all the dialogue, yeah, that's why I'm like, this is the worst type and of film. You hear them talking, my brain couldn't focus. Ty, maybe it's ADHD, ADD. I don't know. You've known me my whole life. I'd be a nice little slew of everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I just couldn't focus. And gosh, the movie was over. They were still back up to their chit chatting ways. We stood up. I turned around. I glared at him for a good like five seconds. Didn't move. Riley was already walking. And then I started walking. Mm. Got all the way to the bottom of the stairs. Forgot my phone in the seat. Had to go <laughs> all the way back up and grab my phone. <laughs> so the glare was less effective. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> so that wasn't oh, great. No. And then, and then by the time I go back up and get my phone and start coming back down, they're like right on my tail. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm like, are. shit, I don't want to interact with these people. I was trying to glare and leave. And thankfully, they stopped in the restroom. So I didn't have to like hold the door yeah. open for them. And it would have been very awkward. But no, because uh, you definitely would have held the door and been like, hey, you guys have a good night, okay? <laughs> 100%. But I will say, when they got to the lobby, they were still chit chatting very loud. Like, there's talking, and I'm a chatterbox, so I'll tell you, but. They were, like, loudly talking. Like, we're in the lobby of the movie walking out, and, like, they're echoing throughout the halls. Oh, they just don't know how to use inside voices. And it was just – I hope their first date went well if it was a first date. I don't. I hope she does Um, Don't go to a movie on your first date. It's the Everyone does. It's the worst. Because the whole point of first date is, like, get to know each other, talk. Like, don't fucking do that at the movies. I, I've never been on, like, a real first date. So – but, like, it, yeah, that's just first date 101. Uh, and if it wasn't their first date, if they were like a long lasting couple, uh, learn some theater etiquette. Yeah. Look up a wiki. How I've said this before Piece the shit. the pandemic people forgot theater etiquette in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it wasn't quite little mermaid children running up and down with light up sneakers and the mom on her, on TikTok on full volume right next to us. I, but it was I close. Still, I would have <laughs> lost my shit. And there was only like eight people total in the theater and like all of us heard it. So I just. <sighs> I was kind of just hoping someone else would say something, but yeah, because that's just the kind of guy I am. Yeah, I'm at my theater. There were people talking very loud through the previews. Theater mm-hmm. etiquette dropped as soon as the fucking credits rolled to start the movie. Yeah, and that's and I was really bummed because like one of my I'm on. I don't want to say it's one of my favorite movies of all time, but like a movie I really enjoyed in the theater. One of my best fil- theater going experiences of all time. Was when me and Riley saw Stuber in Boston, and there was the couple that I thought was on a first date or relatively in the honeymoon phase mm. that were not talking but cackling at every joke. And literally, yeah. like I said, the gentleman slapped his knee. <laughs> like, that made it better. It's wonderful. That's good shit. And I was over here like, yeah, it's the best to go see a movie next to, like, a couple in the honeymoon phase that's all in. And this this couple ruined it for me. Yeah. So well, It's always like it, with any movie, it's – couple no couple theater you know packed theater small theater it's always a gamble because that theater environment can make it such more enjoyable of a movie going experience or it can just fucking ruin it yeah you just got to get lucky with the right group of people or have the gall to say something or that yeah i'm maybe we need to invest in like a alamo draft house or like an arc light or one of those fancy theaters where like they take it really serious yeah. Oh, yeah, because Arclight, like, they used to have someone come out and, like, talk to people before it's showing. Mm-hmm. I would make it mandatory in that speech. If you are disturbing, you will be asked to leave. <laughs> I know at the Alamo Draft House, I talked about this with one of my coworkers because he lives in San Antonio. I'm pretty sure it's where the Alamo Draft House started because the Alamo. Oh, uh, I remember you, that. You can order food, and there's, like, a little place card, and you just place it, and they come and grab it. 
you can write your complaint on there. So you don't even have to get up. You don't have to make it awkward so they don't know who snitched. You can just write it. Just hey, real quick, passing it. These people, blah, 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 set it down. People come get it. Then they get a talking to. So wow. that's what I need. I need anonymous, like maybe a text. Yeah. But you don't want to get your phone out. Maybe a that's button true. on your seat. Yeah. Like I would pay $5 a month to have a special button to complain about moviegoers. Just like request a person. Mm-hmm. So they just come in and like monitor what's going on in there. Or make that part of the Cinemark Movie Club that I always say is a great deal and I never sign up for. Okay. Little button on your phone. Launch the app while the movie's on. Double tap your power button. There's a problem. Come and handle it. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea at all. And you would tell Andrew about that. Maybe he can move yeah. it up the chain. I doubt it. He doesn't even have Cinemark Movie Club. <laughs> Godzilla minus one tie. Let's jump into the plot slash story. I went on my tangent about the first date. Why don't you lead us in the plot slash story? Conversation. Jay, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so confused. I'm on IMDb, and it's just the, it's the Godzilla page, and there's someone giant on the screen. I don't know what this is a trailer for, but there's just like a a very large Godzilla sized animated man, but looks like P- PS2 animation, and a speedo mm. just walking around, and then he gets like knocked over into the Eiffel Tower. Hold on, wait for it. There's like a giant alien thing. Just yeah, I don't swinging around and look, he's as tall as the fucking electrical towers. Great radio. What is this for? I don't know. <laughs> People need to like this one. He's just like in his underwear playing with commercial airlines. All right. This was so distracting. Big Man Japan. Interesting. Go look at the trailer for Big Man Japan. Coming soon. <laughs> I will not be watching that. Um, plot slash story. I'll just lead it. Hit me. This is a story of a kamikaze pilot that dishonored kamikaze pilot was dishonored, like you said, because of uh, he did not complete the mission. He got scared. He pretended like his plane was faulty and he landed at a uh, Air Force base on an island. And that's when the first Godzilla attack happens. And, you know, at its core, this is a Godzilla movie. It's Godzilla's coming. We got to stop him. Not with the government, though. Because there's like some underlying uh, government controlling the message, doesn't want to freak out the people. Yeah. The old, you know, retired Navy has to do it. That was all great. The heart of this movie is around this kamikaze pilot who is dishonored, starts an upstart family with a, a lady who adopted a orphan. You know, they never get married or anything. They kind of have a family. He's too scared to commit to loving her, to marrying her, because as he said, his war was not over yet. Yeah. And you just see him battling with that that dishonorment, that thought in his head. Because he had the chance to kill Godzilla when he was still baby Godzilla. Which we don't know for sure if it would have killed him. Yeah, you never know. But in his head it would have. Doesn't kill him. And then he's back on the boat. Freezes up, yeah. Runs from Godzilla. And it's just the, this story of trying to make himself honorable again. And, you know, the, the sacrifice he thinks he needs to make. But then you get the, the 180 at the end. No, it's about life, man. Live for something. Yeah. We're going to inject. We're going to put an ejector seat in your plane. That way, when you kamikaze into Godzilla, you can eject. Saw that coming from a mile. Me too. Mile. Only because only because they mentioned ejector seats in, when the one doctor did his big old speech. Yeah. He's like, this is a country that makes planes with no ejector seats. And, you know, he made it his mission to not have any lives lost on this, mm-hmm. you know, Godzilla mission. 
and he was like showing him pull this and then like cut away but like no audio for like two seconds of him showing him something else in the plane yeah what's he showing him if they wouldn't mention the 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 ejector seat i think i still would have surprised me a little bit but they mentioned it fresh on the mind which real quick real bold take to say you're going to go into a battle with godzilla and not lose a single human and i think he was right no yeah i mean like, it's the betting odds on that were ten thousand to one and called his fucking shot though <laughs> godzilla literally killed sixty thousand people in the attack of uh what was it giza or Gaza, uh the big attack we get in the city yeah uh, i believe it was so yeah good on him biggest i'm him performance of all time from that doctor <laughs> i think so <laughs> i think so um look and that's what makes this movie good though it's it's the heart and it's how they took the monster the kaiju but the monster that he was battling in real life and how that related to the monsters he was battling within ty nice i give it a 16 out of 20 i love that um yeah when i was explaining it to victoria because she did not go watch this film i described it as a war movie but the war is against godzilla (laughs) yeah like it's you could insert like enemy attacking city enemy attacking island enemy have to go on boats and stop the enemy maybe like humans versus ai and there's a child keep going The creator okay i was like yeah i know (laughs) something here um because it's literally, it's just like a war movie, and it's about this person who went to war and was a failed pilot, and because he was a failed pilot and didn't have the courage, his enemy, you know, his, his what the fuck do you call them? Allies. Allies died, mm-hmm. and he had to watch them die and have that blood on his hands. It just so happened that that happened by a giant lizard monster. Well, there's also the underlying lingering thing. There was a few throwaway lines in there of Japan lost the war. Obviously, World War Two. They did, and yeah. I think there was some personal responsibility for him because I think there was a line in there like, "This time we can make a difference and actually win" or something yeah. like that. Which I think I'm, someone else said too, like if people like you actually would have done their thing, like yeah. we could have won. Which you know, as Americans, we don't know that feeling because we're told that we win every war, yeah. even when we lose. Um, Name one war we've lost: Vietnam. Did we though, bro? We made up the whole Vietnam War I pretty did, much. Yeah, I don't fucking have and retreated. any clue. Go watch the uh, Pentagon Papers documentary. Watched oh. it twice in college. Pretty good. What, what are the Pentagon Papers? <sighs> Pretty much America, the president or whoever at the time, made up a lot of stuff about Vietnam, propaganda, to convince the American people like – Hey, we need to go to yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, and convince the, the Senate. Well, the Senate I think knew about it too, obviously. And it was like, yeah, we need to go to Vietnam. And then once they are in Vietnam, it was like, oh, all these horrible things are happening. Soldiers are getting tortured, blah, 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 all this stuff. Purposely misleading the public to get more public support, more public funding, more support for himself, I'm sure. Uh, and then the Pentagon Papers were these papers that exposed all that, and it was this big uh, – it's a big media law thing. Not to brag. I took a media law nice. – two media law classes. And that's what the documentary is about is because uh, the New York Times eventually publishes them even though they were like classified documents that got leaked or whatever, and it was this big thing, and then the government was like trying to sue the New York Times and all this stuff. I don't remember the exact things of what happened in the New York Times and all the papers. Mm-hmm. I just know it was like, wow, they lied about everything happening in Vietnam just to keep going to war. And then we just left, I'm pretty sure. So I think we lost that one. I mean, maybe we lost the war, but we did get a really cool fucking song out of it. You know, that's the Vietnam song. Not familiar. No. I, I don't think it pod. has. I don't think it has anything to do with the Vietnam War. But every time there's a Vietnam War flashback or anything in a movie, they use the same mm. rock song. I'd probably know it if I heard it. Yeah, it's incredible. 
anyways, but that was also part of the theming of this film. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Any other thoughts on it? Your score? Um, so it's just a war movie, but we focus in on this guy and it's just, it's just heart. It's heart the whole time. And it's this guy battling with, I think this is my number one because I feel like I say it every other week, just battling with his inner demons. Almost like, uh, like someone who creates a nuclear bomb and has to battle his own inner demons. It's exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very relatable to this movie. Actually was the other side. Yeah. They didn't have to deal with that. They just had to deal with losing. That's a good wa- uh, <laughs> good watch. Oppenheimer and then Godzilla minus one back to back. Yeah. And then just pretend in your mind like they're connected. Yeah. And that like same cinematic. And universe. that Oppenheimer was the one that caused Godzilla because there was a throwaway scene, in the, not throwaway, but there was a brief scene in this movie where it shows their uh, nuke test in the Bikini Atoll is mm-hmm. what caused Godzilla. If you zoom in really close on that scene, you'll see Oppenheimer on a boat. Maybe. Testing some shit out. Maybe. Um, I gave this an 18 out of 20. The story's wow. fucking incredible. You were just saying it was just a war movie. I thought you were going to go no, low. No, no, no. Like, it's, it's just a very, very, very well-made war movie about people and, like, the struggles that they go with, that they go through in all facets of war. Like, losing the war and battling with that, not being able, you know, being confident in yourself, this this built family, and then, like, this whole other societal commentary on Japan. Yeah, and, like the honor and like his war isn't over because he was dishonored and and all this shit. Like, it's so good. Can I say something? Yeah, please do. Uh, it would have been a seventeen for me, but there was one thing I didn't like about it. She was alive at the end. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't need that. Which I guess it's supposed. It's cl- classic. Uh, you know, movie happy ending. And then I guess, like, you could make the argument, like, well, this goes with the story because it shows he did have something to live for, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, man, she got blasted. No, she's dead. I saw that sound wave or whatever. Not sound wave, but whatever it was. <laughs> heat wave? Not a heat wave. No. Bruh. Force blast, field. Blast, blast wave. wave. Bla- yeah, we'll go with that. Blast wave. I saw that blast wave. Yeah. She was getting thrown 200 yards. Yeah, she was in the air for multiple blocks. And then all that she has is an eye patch? Is it an eye patch? I don't know. <laughs> her head was pretty messed up. Yeah. But she what what goes farther? Your drives or her on that blast wave? You hit some I good think, drives. Yeah, I well, I think if we're ranking it, it's my drives, her from that blast wave, George Bush when he says, Now watch me hit this ball. <laughs> Your official statement, you drive the ball farther than George Bush? No, no, no. Mine's the lowest. Oh, she got went it. further, but still not as far as George, <laughs> George- Bush's drive. Okay, got it. Yeah. But it still falls right in between there. It's right in that same range. Got it. Yeah, yeah I don't I she was when she was alive at the end, I was like that's so cheap. Mm. So cheap. 100% is. I thought they uh, he had to live for the little girl. Like that was yeah. it. It was the, the, he accepted her. He kept saying like, "Oh, I'm not your dad." Like yeah. and then he chose to live to take care of her and like be that father figure for her and start his family. Yeah. She didn't need to be alive at no. the end. Keep her so dead. They had a funeral. They did. Why not just why not just leave it that leave it at that? And like in my head, I was like, "There's no." Even if we assume she survives the blast wave, there's no way that she he'd go that long without knowing. But then I was like, you know what? It was you know 1947, and yeah. they had to go through all the rubble, and they didn't really know her contact because she was kind of run away. So, in theory, yeah, you might be able to find out two months later that she actually is alive and everything. But I was just like, it felt so cheap, and I literally. When they did it, 
and like they showed what the telegram was and i was like oh great no they're not gonna do this and of course the couple behind me were like whooping and hollering were they and the guy was crying because he's emotionally intelligent what a fucking emotionally intelligent son of a bitch he is (laughs) so that that one little thing i was like come on guys yeah no this is very good it could have been i because i agree i didn't like that i'm trying to think there's one other little story element that i didn't love oh i don't love the tease of godzilla surviving at the end just leave it alone oh i actually read something about that i'm glad you brought that up um can you kill godzilla What's that? Can you kill Godzilla? I don't know. Ask Ben. Uh, he said, "Gosh, where is this? Who who is he? The director." Okay. He said uh, regarding the resurrection of one Sir Zilla God. Yes, my father, Sir Zilla. Yeah. I can't find it now. He Damn. pretty much said, uh, "Oh." Here we go. This is great radio. I was I just trying to fill the air. And how just... good of radio this is. Director Takashi Yamazaki reflected on the film's ending. Quote, I think it's more cinematic if it doesn't end neatly and properly. It's not just it's not just so a sequel can be made. It's also so the characters are kept alive in the hearts of the audience. On the film's opening day, Yamazaki had expressed interest in directing another Godzilla film, saying, quote, I wonder if you'll let me shoot one more picture? Question mark. Oh. So... Now, I do have a question. If they make a sequel to this film, do we go Godzilla minus two, or is it just Godzilla? Do we back to zero? I don't know. I I don't I didn't mind the ending. Yeah, I'm giving it. Maybe I'm giving it too much credit because it was just like to open the door for a sequel. That's all it is. It always that's what it is. Everything. But you could make the case like, even though you finish your war. Everyone's still got a little bit of demons inside of them that they always got to keep fighting. So that threat of Godzilla coming back, it's always still there a little bit. Okay. So okay. there's that. <laughs> Love that. Maybe you just – maybe the teaser isn't Godzilla survived, but you just see, like, Godzilla's side chick, and she, like, has a pregnancy test, and it's like, oh, Godzilla's <laughs> son? Uh, <laughs> I also – it made a lot more sense for the story for them to do the whole kamikaze pilot thing, and then he actually ejected and everything. That made sense for the story, so I'm glad they went that way. Before I thought they were going to do that, I was like, damn, this actually be a cool movie if they kill Godzilla like using science and the pressure of the ocean. That was pretty cool. Like we haven't seen, I haven't seen that in like a monster movie like this no. ever. Like no. let's just sink him to the bottom of the ocean and then right back up. No. And it didn't work. I mean it did weaken him mm-hmm. to where the kamikaze, non-kamikaze. Mm-hmm. could blow him up i thought that was cool though i was like you never really see that usually it's just like we're dropping the nuke yeah and <laughs> that's like their only answer ever mm-hmm. for a nuclear powered monster <laughs> correct key elements this is where our friend ben mcdonald comes in noted huge godzilla fan as i told you don't remember if he was on the podcast or not but i told you he was a big godzilla fan had mm-hmm. collectibles and stuff yeah uh first of all i texted him sent him our, our weekly NFL picks thing and then said Godzilla minus one. He's really bad at that. Yes. Godzilla minus one. Amazing. Bro, I've seen it three times. Top three Godzilla movies all time for me. I said we saw it last night. I was waiting. What are the other two? This is the only good one that I know of. Probably some like the original Japanese one. Ben's like that big into Godzilla. Okay. Uh, We saw it last night. This is me. I was waiting until I saw it to text you about it. LOL. I absolutely loved it. All caps. You? 
He said that. Okay. And this is the important part of the conversation. This is the part, if he's listening to the podcast right now, he's motherfucking me. Because I left him on red. <laughs> oh, no. I texted him, as the Godzilla expert, what should Godzilla minus one get in key elements on a scale from one to 20? Okay. And he answered the number I was thinking, which was 19. So that's my score. Okay. And then he said, bro, if you're going to talk about it on your podcast, you got to let me on there to talk about it with y'all. And then you just left him on red. <laughs> After last week saying we might need to have Ben on the podcast and being completely open to it. And then he was like, oh, let me come on the podcast. Everyone was on the same page. And then we're just like, nah. Look, not when we used to do our format is not great for guests. It's not. No, it's not. I think if we were to have guests, we need to format it better. We need to come up with a way to format it. And just not everyone's out for podcasting. It's very true. Even though he did some sports hits for us, and he was pretty good at it. That was within the line sports when we did that. But uh, Did he? Yeah, he did some of the NFL picks where we had people come on and do their picks. Didn't they just send those to us? No, we did have people on. Uh, some people, when they flaked on us, would just send it to us. Yeah, yeah. I think that was when Daniel was supposed to do it with us, and then he did it like twice, and then the rest yeah. of the season he just sent it to us. Yeah. No, that's right, because we had Davis on. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Vieira was on. Brandon, well, he was on for a lot of things. I was our resident UFC expert. Mm-hmm. You know what that fucker does? <laughs> Every time I have a typo at Bolt Beat, he'll send it to me with I the love, correction. I love Every that. single time. That is the greatest <laughs> fucking thing ever. Whatever. He's paying my bills. I love that out of him. <laughs> Key Elements 19. Uh, I was thinking 19. I thought this is like as good of a Godzilla movie could be. Maybe there could be more Godzilla destroying cities. That's my only complaint. But like. I like the amount of destruction we got. We got one really big scene where he just destroys everything. Just goes to town on a city. And uh, that was enough for me. Yeah, like, and it's different. Like, Godzilla versus Kong, it's just like a CGI just lets everything get destroyed. This is a little bit different. I gave it a 19. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm right there. I'm at an 18. Um, it's incredible. It's done so well. You could do more Godzilla. It is apparent that the budget was nothing for Five this movie. Five million dollars? Yeah. Something really low. Um, because they do try to do a lot of it like in the water where mm-hmm. like you don't have to do other stuff. So you get one city scene where he just destroys that fucking city. And it's incredible. Fifteen. It says less than 15 million. So yeah. somewhere in the ballpark of 15 million. If I'm not mistaken, it's also like a lot lower like pay for um, animators and shit over there. Like it's a lot less of a high paying job than it is here. So it's easier to make this kind of shit with like CGI and stuff. Well, in their their economy and like their not their economy, but the currency is just different too. Like Disneyland, Japan tickets are like fifty dollars USA, but it's you know yeah five thousand yen or whatever it is. So yeah, but um, still ridiculously cheap to mm-hmm. make this movie and have it look this cool. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm not like knocking it for anything. They did ex- the most that they could with that, and did an incredible fucking job. There's emotion. There's there's some comedy. I like his little boat team. Mm-hmm. Those guys were good. Um, some of it, again, Japanese humor, American humor, aren't exactly the same in some aspects. Mm-hmm. But I still enjoyed it. And again, Godzilla, he makes like the best use of on-screen time. Not yeah. in the entire thing, but when he's there, despite being giant, he stills the screen. <laughs> um, I liked how Godzilla looked in this. Okay. Like, I mean, this we can just parlay this into in. visuals and cinematographies. I think you hit the nail on the head with the key elements. It's emotional. I maybe would have teared up if I didn't have the guy behind me making me think about how 
not emotionally t- intelligent I am. Yeah, questioning uh, it at least. The war, uh, like all that stuff. Like I thought, key elements is always like, what kind of movie were they trying to make? They were trying to make a war slash monster movie that you know kind of went parallel to each other almost for lack of a better phrase and i think they did just that visuals and whatnot i liked how godzilla looked like he looked realistic he looked menacing but he kind of looked like the old godzillas yeah like if you look at the godzilla the original from like 1954 um god that's a long time so uh yamazaki said he got influence from uh the original godzilla Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah from 2001. Uh, that's another Japanese-made Godzilla film. And Jaws, which you can see. Oh, and the films of Hayao Miyazaki, who's a Japanese filmmaker. But And Jaws, which you can definitely see the Jaws influences in this film. Oh, big time. Um, but he looks like that original Godzilla. Like, if you look at the 1954 Godzilla, like, I think that's the exact same Godzilla. Like, that's the exact same build. That's the exact same monster kind yeah. of what it looks like. But same design, just a little updated. But made with 19, uh, 2023 technology, not 1954 technology. And when they did have to flex the CGI and he had to charge up his freaking laser beam to the sky, I thought it looked great. What I really, really, really loved in this movie, Ty, and it's something that made Oppenheimer the best movie of the year for me, is I loved the the uh, soundtrack in this. I loved the instrumentals. Yeah. When Godzilla's coming to the city or the last scene when he's coming and they're fighting – those big thunderous – I don't even know what instrument that is. It's not piano, but it's like the big thunderous just bass notes. Organ. And the it, – it's like it's its own kind of Jaws, like dun-dun, dun But it's not that obviously. But like I don't know if – I again, I'm ignorant. I, I don't – I'm not a Godzilla guy. So I don't know if that's like a traditional Godzilla song. A Godzilla theme. And they just reused it. And I will say – I'll be the first one to say if it's not the Godzilla theme, it should be. Because every time they played that, I was like – here he comes. And I wasn't nervous. I wasn't as nervous as Oppenheimer. I didn't get those nerves, but yeah. I was almost there. I yeah. was like, ooh. Yeah. It's like it was like a better version of Nope. 18 out of 20. Oh. Wow. Yeah. It looks great. I, I the design looks really good. There's some scenes where the CGI lacks a little bit. But besides that, I mean everything's mm-hmm. shot so well. The the setting of like the town being destroyed and everything like it looks very believable not the city but his town like when yeah. he first comes home and everything um godzilla looks great love the the stylistic choice to like fully charge up his his blast mm-hmm. that looked cool i don't know the science behind it i don't know why all of his things popped out does anyone know the science behind godzilla look fucking cool though did he we're going to have to ask ben this did he start what? as like a regular like sea lizard and then the like the, the nuclear radiation changed him? I would say no, because then any sea lizard would be Godzilla. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is there just a bunch of Godzillas? That's why I'm like, did Godzilla already exist and then he just got buffed up? But like, could you have like theoretically without a nuclear bomb going off in the ocean ran into five foot six Godzilla? <laughs> Tyler Wooten Godzilla? Yeah. Like me going toe to toe Godzilla, but my size. No blast. Who wins? How about there's a movie idea? Just a, a Godzilla who's six feet tall and he's just trying to integrate himself in society. Just Zilla. My father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Can't tell you. <laughs> I give it a 17 out of 20, though. It looks great. Great settings. Great set pieces. Um, 
I really, really enjoyed like the visual part of this. And then the theme. The theme, the sounds, the music, all of it. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm on the Godzilla Minus One uh, official soundtrack right here on Spotify on my phone. I can't. I won't be able to tell which one's which. I don't even know if it's playing. Oh, yeah, it's playing, but you're not going to hear it on the podcast. But I don't know. Oh, just ominous. Just we need to get a copyright check. Ominous. Yeah. That's not even the specific one I'm thinking about. It sounds like horns maybe in the background there. Mm, Good call. Yeah. I know there's a lot of Godzilla monsters. Uh, Have we ever got a Godzilla versus Godzilla movie? That was Godzilla versus Kong, and it was Godzilla and Kong versus Mechagodzilla. But. Well, they've done a lot of Godzilla versus Kongs. There's like a 19 I just saw. There's like a 1958 Godzilla versus Kong. 1962, King Kong versus Godzilla. King Kong got a a side billing. Mothra is a big one. Um, I, I've heard of that one before. Mecha Godzilla, I've obviously heard of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, King Ghidorah, I just said earlier, that's a three headed one. I remember there yeah. was a really good PS2 game. At least it was really good in my memory. It probably wasn't that good where it was like Godzilla and it was all the Godzilla monsters and you would just fight each other. Kind of like, uh, like the old Dragon Ball Z games. Okay. It was like that, but Godzilla monsters. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking, there's at least 20 different Godzilla esque monsters. It's a lot when's of Godzilla. One's a Cobra. They could keep making these movies and they're going to make another one. I do there's Godzilla versus Kong or whatever Godzilla and Kong or whatever the heck it's called coming out in freaking in March. And I can't wait to see that and us to talk about it. Is that a lobster? And compare it to this. This is a Godzilla sized lobster. Godzilla X Kong. Ibra. The new empire. Ebra. Got it. Huh. Yeah. Just keep her, keep her going. I don't know. I'm with you. I've never like dove into Godzilla, but like I do appreciate what it is. And I want to see more of it. Give me, give me a Godzilla mo- like movie for every single war that's ever existed. Just oh, that's all the Godzilla movies. It's just Godzilla coming up at different points of time. Yeah, which it might not be very entertaining if Godzilla emerges like after World War or the American Revolution. Are you sure? There's nothing they could do to stop him. I want to see Godzilla head first down a river. George Washington <laughs> on the far in front of the boat. Head first towards him. <laughs> That's when they got to do six foot Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> I'll save my final take about the movie till the very end. Uh, characters. I feel like there's a little bit of a barrier here. A hundred percent. Just oh. because like we're reading everything on yeah, screen. You and don't not... get the intricacies of the delivery and the, you know, the style's obviously different. Uh, you know, just the the culture is different. Yeah, like when they argue, uh, the men get very very angry quick. Oh yeah, and like, just like slams down on the table. Yeah, and which he was battling demons. I don't blame him. Yeah, PTSD, undiagnosed. They probably didn't believe him that back then. Um, yeah, not characters related, but they had like three different like fade to blacks, and then into the next scene. I kind of like that. Reminded me of like an old nineteen fifties movie. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. You don't see those like ever. In no, it, it feels like with the Godzilla design and like the way it was like cut, it felt like like a 19, like a very old movie, but in modern day. That's fair. It really did. Like it stylistically felt like I was watching an old movie told with modern day advancements. That's fair. Um, again, I there, there's a little bit of a barrier there acting wise. Like I, I can't say if it was an amazing performance or a terrible performance either way, just because like I said, there's a barrier. That being said, 
I think I still gave this a lot of credit in the characters category. You gave it a little bit higher in plot slash story. And I think I gave a little bit more love here. We'll see what you give it, but just the whole character arc and maybe not the arc, but the story being told through the character and how much that's felt and, and how it relates to Godzilla. And it's like, it's almost like the main character himself is Godzilla. I don't know. What? Shikishima? Shikishima. Shikishima, the kamikaze pilot. How is he Godzilla? He's battling Godzilla, his Godzilla inside of him. Oh. And also battling the external Godzilla. Got it. He I, thinks he's just as, as guilty as Godzilla for all Pretty this much. Yeah. Okay. I gave it a 17 out of 20. Look, the, the character, just the character development and the, the character writing in this. And the performances seemed really good. Like they were, from what I can tell, you know, with the language barrier, uh, there was a lot of emotion there and everything was believable. Um, again, it's harder to tell if like someone's reading lines bad, you know, when you don't really, when you're just reading, when you're reading it off the screen, but look, I really liked, uh, just the, the story, the character story being told. And that's what kind of drove it to a 17 for me. Yeah. Don't ever make assumptions about my score again. I also gave it a 17. (laughs) Um, I almost view it in the opposite light of like a voice acting role. Whereas Mm. I'm viewing this on like what I can visually see being portrayed on screen, the emotions being portrayed how he delivers what he's saying, even though I don't know what he's saying, mm-hmm. but like his mannerisms and, and, and the, the woman's and the doctors and everyone else's on screen. I feel like everyone did a great job. This felt very believable. I love the scenes where he has like a full fucking breakdown. Yeah. And like struggles with shit. I liked the, the woman in it. Um, I liked the doctor and his boat crew, that one general, the, the one general who's like, you don't have to do this, but if you want to volunteer who works yeah. with the doctor, I would have ran through a brick wall for that man. <laughs> he felt like someone who should be leading people. He did. He was just great casting. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't care how much experience this person has. Like, if the main character dude ever became a general, no matter how qualified he was, I'm like, I don't know. But that guy, that guy looked like a general. <laughs> he did. Um, he very much did. But everyone, like, it's just great performances from what they're supposed to be doing that I can visually see. And then again, even with like the dialogue that we're reading, I know that that's not how it's written in Japanese. Like the translation is as close to getting. Yeah. 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 Because like how, what exactly what they're saying isn't exactly what we're seeing. Yeah. I mean, that's like that if you translate any language. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know there's differences there, so I can't, I'm not going to like take anything away from that, but the visual performance is just fantastic. My favorite uh, translated line was when they referred to us Americans as Yankees. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That was I, that was good. Uh, how many Godzilla movies do you think there's been? Twelve. <laughs> Way under. Less than twelve? Thirty-eight. Oh Thirty. My. This is thirty-seven. Give me big budget though. Well, these are counting the Japanese-made ones, which. Oh, okay. Again, I'll save my final point till the very end. Um, enjoyment. Look, I really enjoyed this film. This is the kind of Godzilla movie where I'm a theoretical Godzilla fan that I I look for. And uh, I recommended this to my father, who hates American subtitles while watching films. <laughs> um, and I was like, Dad, like, it's it's all captioned. You're going to have to read it. It's all in Japanese. I was like, but he likes the Godzilla movies. And I was like, you're going to like this. It was really good. And he's like, well, I watched Squid Games. And I was like, well, that was a little different. That was dubbed. That wasn't, you know. Subbed. Subbed. But I recommended it to him. He said, all right, when it's on streaming, I'll watch it, Jay. I said, good. I'm proud of you um, because this is a good movie 
and I don't want people – I get it. Like reading the whole movie, it seems daunting. Before I saw Parasite, Parasite was the first movie I ever saw where it was completely subbed, which isn't that old, only four years ago. Yeah. And I was daunted by it. I was like, can I watch a whole movie reading it? And I'm like, what am I going to miss? And you don't even notice. No, that's I caught myself halfway <laughs> through like forgetting that I was reading lines. Yeah. Because it's not like you're focused on it. Like you read and then you watch and read and watch and you do it so automatically that like it does it takes away none. I feel like I catch myself reading it more when I have the captions on here. Yeah. And I'm watching The Simpsons. And I that's the one thing about captions is – I like them, but like if you're watching something that's supposed to be funny, I want the captions off because it always oh, yeah, it's you read the joke before it's delivered, and then it's just not as funny. Most of um, comedy is comedic timing, and you lose all of that when you read it, mm-hmm. which we might have lost on with this, you know, yeah. reading it. But I really enjoyed this film. Uh, one of my favorite watches of the year, quite frankly. Um, I gave it. I wouldn't say it's an all-time favorite of mine, so it didn't quite reach that tier. But I gave it an 18 out of 20. All-time favorite, 1920, 19 or 20, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm neck and neck. I'm at a 17. It's right. fantastic. It's a good watch. Is it one of my favorites of all time? No, but is it fucking good? And do I recommend it to like everyone? Yes. I would definitely rewatch this movie, and which is saying a lot for me. And I will 100% tell you I will rewatch the scene of him destroying Ginza just because that was awesome. Yeah. Was and the great. scene with the Japanese newsman like saying everything Godzilla was doing as he was doing it. I was like, that. I like that. Yeah. That was cool. He's just on a rooftop that gets destroyed. Just no, no. He was sacrificing himself yeah. to tell the story to the masses. Love that. He felt like he was related to the, the reporter in the Hunger Games. <laughs> Caesar or uh, Lucky Flickerman? Yeah, Flickerman. Mm, I don't know if anyone will ever live up to Lucky Flickerman's no, high. but he felt like he was like a third cousin, twice rela- twice removed. It's fair. Who would win in a – that's my uh, chat GPT is uh, which version of Godzilla would win a Hunger Games. We're just going to keep up with that. Did you really? No, I'm just. Uh, being I was like, I only know, I only know two versions of Godzilla. <laughs> Three, if you include my six foot Godzilla. <laughs> my take on this before I get my final score is: the Japanese know how to make these monster kaiju movies, which kaiju might literally mean monster. So I might just be saying like monster, monster. Very, um, I think there's a very high probability of that. <laughs> kaiju is a Japanese term that is commonly associated with media involving giant monsters. So uh, they know how to do these kaiju films. And if we are going to do them here in America, we need to, like, be true to the subject matter. We try too much dumb shit here in America. Like, Godzilla vs. Kong got a 68 only because it was my first movie back in theaters. I was amped up. I was like, yeah, the CGI was great. The popcorn tasted better than ever has. But if I were to go back and, like, I don't remember a single thing from that movie. Uh... Like I just and the the whole score was probably just fueled by the fact I was back in theaters and it was Godzilla versus Kong and I was like oh my god, mm-hmm. this is how a movie like this should be done. Yeah, hundred percent. And if we're gonna keep doing them in, here in America, which we are, make them like the subject matter, man. Like make them like how they're supposed to be made. And I don't know. I can't obviously say if all these these kaiju movies are the same. They might be different. You know, obviously there's there's nuances to this. But Ben, I'm sure as the Godzilla guy. We'll probably say all the best ones are the Japanese made, and we just need to stop ruining it. Yeah. This is what a Godzilla movie should be. Make Godzilla great again. Now, I'm looking. I don't think the Japanese have ever made a King Kong film. Well, King Kong's in some of the Godzilla movies. But they haven't done, like, a King Kong film. Like, I feel like King Kongs are Godzilla in a way. 
I don't know if that's true, Ty. <laughs> it just feels like King Kong's more like for the American audiences. Because mm. like his whole thing's like fucking Empire State Building, like America, New York, giant monkey man. Mm-hmm. They need to they need to make a King Kong movie, and it'll be the greatest King Kong movie ever made. Uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. It was a co-op. It was Toho Co. Limited, Japanese entertainment company, and Universal International, so American. So they they uh, combined for that. Mm-hmm. King Kong Escapes. They also combined for. So I'm guessing that was another mismatch. But yeah, it looks like it's been mostly American. Um, Universal owns the rights. I guess Warner Brothers owns the rights now. Um, so yeah, maybe that's what we need to do. Let the Godzilla minus one director and let Peter Jackson bring him back. Oh, he's probably done with the Beatles stuff now. The what? He did all that Beatles where he had all that old footage. and They just released a new Beatles song like a few weeks ago. It was because of the footage Peter Jackson found and stuff. Yeah. How's he finding this? Was he on like Indiana Jones Crusades to find (laughs) Beatles tapes? (laughs) I don't know. There was like a five-hour documentary I put in quotes, Beatles thing that released like probably a year ago. And it was just like old footage of them playing, like preparing for uh, some, some tour they did or something. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's do like a mismatch. Yeah. Like two directors, completely different styles. And let's like, I don't know. That could be fun. Bring the two worlds together. Yeah. Like your style, my style. Let's interweave these. Yeah. That would be sick. But of course, you know, for some reason we keep pretending like King Kong could actually stand a chance against Godzilla, which I think is the most unrealistic thing ever. Yeah, it is. Uh, this actually Godzilla minus one highest Rotten Tomato score of any Godzilla movie ever made. Number two, the original Godzilla, nineteen fifty four. Yeah, I'm scrolling number, through all of them on IMDb. It looks like the highest IMDb rated movie, like Godzilla movie ever made. Number three, Shin Godzilla, made in Japan. Number four, Godzilla versus Kong. Number five, Godzilla twenty fourteen, American made. So maybe I'm a, I don't know. Godzilla versus the Thing <laughs> from Fantastic Four. Is it really? I don't know. <laughs> it was made in 1964. Probably not. I have Godzilla. Godzilla versus Hedera. Godzilla versus uh, Gigon. Godzilla versus Megla Megalon. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. They just rattled off a whole list of these movies, rather than like Americans, where it's like you know monsters, yeah. whatever. They're just like we're doing these like cage fights. Godzilla versus <laughs> this monster. We're committing to a 10-film franchise. <laughs> the uh, the lowest rated, there's one called 2002 Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla that doesn't have any score on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the lowest one that has a score is Godzilla from 1998, which mm. was American-made. Uh, Matthew Broderick is the lead in it. Uh, Isn't that... Uh, what the fuck's he in? Yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day yeah. Off. Uh, 20%. Yeah. There's also Godzilla 1985. Can you guess what year that movie came out? I've got to go with the 1985, but I don't feel like it's right. 1984. That's <laughs> someone fucked up there. Uh, it was Japanese made, so maybe. Uh, what are you saying? Maybe different. I was calendar? saying maybe it came out in. I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, and maybe it came out in like Japan earlier or something, but. That would make sense if it was called 1984, but then it said 1985 here because yeah. American release. So Backwards. I actually don't have an explanation. Maybe it just got lost in translation. Maybe they were like, let's call it Godzilla 1985. Mm-hmm. Like that. And then they finished like recording. And they're like, we're ahead guys, of schedule. 
we can release this whenever we want. Like, do you want to wait six more months or can we just drop it? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I don't know. I got to do some deep diving here. My final <laughs> score, Ty, 88 out of 100 for Godzilla minus one. Damn. Yeah. Um, one point lower than you. I gave it an 87. Okay, now Wikipedia says it was released in 1985, so Rotten Tomatoes was wrong. I apologize, uh, okay. Godzilla 1985. It had to have been released in 84 somewhere. Oh, here it is. Uh, the Godzilla 1985 is a heavily re-edited American localization of the Japanese film The Return of Godzilla, which was released in 1984. Oh. So that's what happened there. Heavily edited. It's the Snyder Cut for Godzilla. <laughs> I love that. Um, Godzilla minus one. Uh, what do I say? 85. It gives us a combined oh. score of 87 and a half, making it the 27th ranked movie out of 209 films we have reviewed. Give me a second to scroll all the way up to the top here. It is with the likes of law Biden citizen, baby. Mm. And then Coda and then Talladega nights. What a grouping. <laughs> That is the four most unlike each other movies I think we could possibly have at the same score. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're um, not wrong. I mean, it is similar to Law Abiding Citizen. I mean, all kind of. It's a man with demons. and That's true. If Godzilla would have killed that little girl in this, and that's oh what caused the main character to go on a rampage against the system. That may be the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> but, he, well, I don't know. Would he be going... Godzilla would kill the baby, but instead, instead of going on a rampage against Godzilla, he'd get his revenge on Godzilla first, kill and torture Godzilla, and then get his revenge against the Japanese criminal system that allowed Godzilla to do that with oh. little punishment. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be the whole, like, the rest of the monsters because they allowed Godzilla to, like... Oh! Yeah. That's a good one. Godzilla kills his baby. The government covers it up because they don't want anyone to find out about Godzilla. Mm. He brings down the entire fucking military. And tortures Godzilla in the process. And then tortures Godzilla in the process, yeah. (laughs) How many more Godzilla, King Kong, MonsterVerse movies do we have until they kill one of the monsters in the first 30 minutes for Shock Factor? Oh. They do the the G.I. Joe thing? Yeah. The Channing Tatum? Yeah. (laughs) It's in every single trailer, dies 15 minutes into the film. (laughs) There's got to – not yet, but like two or three movies down the line. Yeah, because I'm well. The next American one is Godzilla X Kong: The New Empire. You know we're gonna be talking about it here on Within the Lines, which tells me the New Empire means we're gonna have a couple of things with these guys as they build their empire. That's what I'm saying. Like three more movies, King Kong dies, thirty minutes in the film, and then Godzilla's real mad. Yeah, can they start dating? Oh, can we get a Godzilla? Is Godzilla? It doesn't matter what gender Godzilla is; they can still date. But can they reproduce? Can we get a King Kong Godzilla baby? God would be the most fucked up looking, <laughs> disgusting thing ever. There's a movie idea. They have a baby. Baby turns out evil. Goes to the dark side. Has a lightsaber. Oh! Then, then battles his parents. Okay. <laughs> there we go. We're talking. I think the issue with this franchise is like the monsters just keep getting so big that I just can't. I can't buy it anymore. I need medium-sized yeah. monsters. Yeah, they're really big. The like the the cover for Godzilla X Kong, they would they would throw the planet out of fucking out of orbit. orbit. <laughs> they're massive. They're the size of mountains. Yeah. No one's killing those. So how many Godzilla versus Kong movies until they go to space? Oh, two. 
I don't think it's that far-fetched. I wish Universal still owned it because we might have been able to get like a Fast and the Furious King we, Kong I, mashup. Can we get a King Kong in a space suit? A space <laughs> monkey? <laughs> be great. They do look huge in that poster. They're it's literally ridiculous. towering over the clouds. Yeah. The clouds are at Godzilla's like knees. Yeah. Clouds are high up. <laughs> yeah, they are. <sighs> this is a great movie. I had a good time with it. Random AI for you, Ty, before you give us next week's movie. Talk to me. I asked Godzilla. I asked Godzilla. I asked ChatGPT, can you make a list of which major cities would be the hardest for Godzilla to destroy? Oh. It gave me 10. Okay. If you can give me if you can give major, me 50%. Did we do major US or is it international? Whole world. Okay. One US city on this list. That's the hardest? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Give me three X's. If you get like four of these, I might give you the win. Number one, Hong Kong. Number one, Hong Kong, not on the list. And I will tell you, not a single Chinese city is on the list. Okay. Okay. Thank you for taking that out. Mm -hmm. London feels like the easiest. They're on a fucking island. It shouldn't be on that list. If it is, ChatGPT's wrong. That's kind of my problem, though, is I think ChatGPT's Hardest to destroy. Hardest to destroy. It Mm -hmm. would be the easiest to destroy London. Yeah. Plus, it's all made out of, like, brick. That it is. (laughs) Dubai. It's all got, like fancy shit number eight dubai let's go united arab emirates yeah i believe is what uae stands for dubai's modern infrastructure and advanced technology might make it a challenging target for godzilla that's what i'm saying Mm -hmm. he trips and falls on one of those pointy towers yeah could be an issue (laughs) yeah he gets confused looking at one of the infinity pools on the 67th floor (laughs) (laughs) that's what we need we need a godzilla movie where he's just like a puppy and he's just getting <laughs> getting confused by everything. Trips over his own feet. Yeah. Kills 100,000 in the process. <laughs> um, my next guess, I know he's like an aquatic lizard, but lizards are cold-blooded. Moscow. Too cold for him there. Plus, Russians don't fuck around. Mm. Moscow not on the list. What, did they, what do they want out of this? I swear to God if Tokyo's on this list when it's like the most destroyed Godzilla fucking city of all time. <laughs> I'm going to guess Tokyo, and it's going to piss me off. (laughs) Number one. No, it's not. It's the easiest. That's literally home field advantage for him. (laughs) Takes out Tokyo more than anywhere else in the world. What are we doing? You're going to love ChatGPT's explanation. Tokyo has faced Godzilla multiple times in the movies. (laughs) (laughs) They've lost every time. (laughs) They do lose every time. Tokyo has faced Godzilla multiple times in the movies, but let's assume that in this scenario, the city has implemented advanced anti-monster defenses. What? So it's just making it up. <laughs> they're like, hey, this city, I know I know they're usually fucked. If I give them laser guns, though, yeah. what about now? Yeah. That was the one I was excited to read you. <laughs> Number one. I fucking hate this so much. <laughs> I don't even know what think. I, uh, think about some some hard geographies for Godzilla to get through. I did Moscow. It's the snowy Russian tundra. <laughs> okay, think about maybe some height. Maybe you know, maybe like a maybe a city that's uh, you know, a mountain, a mountainous city. Advanced. I don't you know? know. I don't know any mountain cities. Mm. The Alps. Okay, it's not a city. Well, I don't know where the Alps are. Capital of Switzerland. You don't know it? I'm going to guess the capital of Switzerland. 
Zurich. Zur- no, I never would have got that. Which I don't actually know if that's the capital of Switzerland, but I'll give you Zurich. Okay, thank you. Uh, Zurich, Switzerland. Switzerland is known for its mountainous terrain, which could be a natural bar- barrier against Godzilla. Additionally, Swiss cities are often depicted as having advanced technology and security measures. Okay. Mm-hmm. If they put if they put Tokyo on there, I'm just I'm rattling off New York. New York, not on the list. What high. the fuck is not this? the one American city? Texas. Uh, we're gonna go uh, San Antonio, Austin, Houston. Which one of those Texas cities has the most guns? You think? You lost. This is disgusting. This list pisses me off. San Francisco. No, my God. San Francisco. Not to get political, but well, he might he might trip on like a fentanyl pen and <laughs> overdose. I'm sorry. Uh, San Francisco is depicted as having advanced military technology and a history of facing giant monsters in some fictional universes. What universes? Ant Man. Ant Man. Yeah. <laughs> Big Hero, Big Hero Six, where it's San Fran, Tokyo, which is just gonna get wiped the mm-hmm. fuck out. You have Sydney, Australia, because of its geography and large open spaces and natural barriers. No, but Moscow, yeah, Moscow it says uh, might make it difficult for Godzilla to navigate. So okay. pretty much saying he'll get lost in Australia. Yeah, a lot of one-way streets in Australia. He won't know where to go. Uh, Seal, South Korea, which I don't know about Seal, but it says it has a strong military and advanced technology. Sure. Uh, Singapore, small island city-state with a highly developed infrastructure and military small presence. Small island for the fucking alligator in water. <laughs> Vancouver, Canada. Okay, I should have got that. Similar to San Francisco. I would Toronto, though. Vancouver may may have advanced technology and a history of dealing with large creatures. What does uh, that mean? Moose? <laughs> Berlin, Germany. It's known for its engineering prowess, and Berlin may have advanced technology. No, everyone knows how well the walls in Berlin stay up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great call. In a city I've never heard of, Oslo, Norway. Uh, Norway's Fjords? <laughs> What's a Fjord? <laughs> That's not a word. And challenging landscape could make it difficult for Godzilla to navigate. Now, I will say I also... I've never been more pissed off at Chad. I also asked it what the easiest, uh-huh. most vulnerable Godzilla cities are. Number one, Tokyo. Japan. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, because it's often been the target in Godzilla movies. Yeah. Large population density. Number two, New York. Number three, Los Angeles. Number four, Hong Kong. Number five, Shanghai. Rio de Janeiro. Mumbai, India. Sid- Sydney, Australia. So that's... Again. Manila, Philippines, and Bangkok, Thailand. Sometimes I get really confident in AI, and then they do dumb shit like this, and I'm like, nope. Well, ChatGPT did cover its grounds, because it did say this is a purely fictional and creative exercise, and the actual outcome would depend on the narrative choices of the storytellers involved. Godzilla is a fictional character, and the destruction caused by such monsters is a product of cinematic imagination. Hmm. What a cop-out answer. (laughs) It's like, hey, I'm an idiot, so I'm going to make an excuse. (laughs) I love the Tokyo where it's faced Godzilla multiple times, but let's assume that in this scenario they have advanced anti-monster defense. All-time record against Tokyo. Fucking, like, 0 and 165. <laughs> but this is their one. They're due. Well, I, he lost this one against Tokyo. Godzilla minus one. Did he? He technically never got into never Tokyo. Got to go, yeah, never got to Tokyo. Uh, what are we reviewing next week, Ty? Next week, we're going from really tall lizards to short orange men. Uh, we're reviewing the movie Wonka. Starring Timothy Chalamet. And others. Hugh Grant as the Oompa Hugh Loompa, Grant, that's which, what think of. if Hugh Grant wasn't the Oompa Loompa, next week when we were talking about Willy Wonka, I would have told you dream casting Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa. 
I think I think that is the perfect Oompa Loompa. I'm so confused. What do you mean the Oompa Loompa? Well, I don't know. He's the only one on the trailer. It's like a group of people. Yeah, I know, but for now, he's the first one. I don't know. I have never haven't seen the movie, Ty. Okay. Now we're also going to the Rams game next week, so we'll see when we record. It might be a little late, might be a little early. Who knows? Yeah. This week's a little late. Fluid schedule. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Is there only going to be one Oompa Loompa? My prediction is I'm going to hate this movie. I'm going in with open, open. It's getting really good reviews. I think I'm going to hate this movie. My prediction? Billion dollars at the box office. No. I think it's going to do really well. I really do. I think this is the holiday movie of the year. No chance. I just it, it's it's a well known franchise, but it's not a remake. It's something new. It's got a, a recognizable guy who all the girlies love. It's gonna get a British audience because it has uh, Mr. Bean in it. I mean, come on now. And it's directed by the guy who directed Paddington. Like, come on Is now. It? Yeah, that alone should make you excited, Ty. I know you haven't seen Paddington 1 and 2, but they're not lying when they say Paddington 2 is like a cinematic masterpiece. Okay. Jay, you said the British audience. If you had to guess how many people live in England, what would your guess be? Less than California, 26 million. I take that back, 32 million. Well, you're under. It's 55 million. Oh, it's a lot of people, Ty. But it's like one-sixth of America. Mm-hmm. And like half of California. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. It's wild how many people live in our very localized area. I'm pretty sure our state is bigger than uh, England. Don't it quote is. me on that. No, no. You're, I can quote you on that. It's bigger. I'm going to England. Not to brag. Are you? Mm-hmm. You're just visiting like half of California. Uh... <clears throat> you can do like the Google Earth overlays, I think. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. If you uh... – fuck, what is that website called? That's my recommendation of the week, even though we don't do that. The actual size of um, – it has an actual – The true size of. The true size.com. You can move countries around because on our uh, globe, our circular globe – yes, the earth is a globe, everyone. Um, if you're higher up, your country seems smaller than they actually – or they seem bigger than they actually are. But if you're near the equator, they seem smaller than they actually are because that's just how the way a, a circular – when you put a circular globe onto a flat map, it changes the actual size of things. So, uh, yeah, you could drag and stuff countries, and then you'll get the actual um, size of each country. It's really cool when you compare it. Bottom of England hits – I mean, the United Kingdom, it kind of, like, feathers off. Mm -hmm. But, like, the main island, we we still got a decent little chunk of the state left at the top. Yeah. Nowhere near as tall as as Texas. Yeah. Barely even makes it up to, like, the the right-angle shoot-up of Texas. Texas is pretty big. Drove through that damn state. Takes like 16 hours. Does seem big. So. Florida. Most of Florida is roughly probably the same size of. Or just grab California and move it over to the UK. And you could really see the difference. That's crazy. California is like the size of Italy. Bigger. It's like the same length as Italy. Is it? This is a total tangent. But yeah. Drag California over Italy right oh now, Ty. God. It's like the exact same length. Yeah. We've got way more girth, too. Crazy place we live. Yeah. All right, that's all I got for you. Russia? Not really? as big as it looks on the map because it's high up. I was going to say really big still. Still really big. But not as not as uh, big as it looks. Still really big. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go watch Wonka. 
I don't know. I'm excited to talk about it. I don't think I'll like it, but I'm excited to talk about it. There's some music in it, so we'll see how that goes. Can't wait. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody.